Hey friends, today we are having coffee with my friend, Miss Natalie Grant. She's a mega Christian recording artist, but to us, she and her husband are people that Russ and I really love and look up to. And I'm so excited about the story she's going to tell today about her healing. It is so powerful and I just couldn't wait for y'all to hear it. So anyway, I did want to give you a heads up that this episode is listed as explicit. And yes, you heard that right. My episode with Christian recording artist Natalie Grant is marked explicit. I can't tell you how happy that makes me. But anyway, it's just a quick little moment. There's a couple cuss words. I just wanted to give a heads up to those mamas or dads driving with some kiddos and little ears in the car. I promise it's not bad, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Anyway, it's a great episode. One of my favorites. Now let's go talk to my friend Natalie. If you've got a busy schedule like me, it can be hard to get all the nutrients that you need on the go. Even if you had time to juice vegetables or eat all your greens, you may not love the taste. And we all know a lack of nutrition can lead to low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why Organifi makes it easy to fill your life with more nutrition using delicious superfood blends. Add a scoop to a glass of water to energize and nourish your day with carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, vitamins, and more. It's one of the easiest and healthiest choices you can make every single day. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. These are delicious organic powders that you can take at any time of the day for more energy, nutrition, hormone balance, and peace of mind. The other night I had Organifi Gold before bed, which is becoming one of my favorites that they have. It is a delicious superfood tea that supports rest and relaxation and healthy immune response and a healthy response to stress. I woke up the next morning feeling refreshed and amazing without any drowsiness. It contains nine superfoods and is 100% USDA certified organic. Check out the Organifi shop at Organifi.com. Organifi is offering you 20% off of any item, which is awesome. So go to Organifi.com and use code CWK for 20% off any item. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CWK. Now let's get to Miss Natalie Grant. We have Natalie freaking Grant. <laughs> Natalie freaking Grant is here, you guys. I if, love that freaking if Grant you, part. If you don't listen to Christian music, you won't understand what royalty we have in our presence today. Oh, <laughs> stop it right now. We actually go to church together. <laughs> yes. And we have gotten to be friends yes. through that. So grateful. And it's such a treat. And I'm really excited <laughs> for my friends to get to know you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so excited to be here. You are awesome. You are. You are such a bright light. I think the thing that I love in just the little bit of time I've spent with you, do you know how somebody can be super outgoing and super vivacious and I, this is going to sound slightly judgmental. I don't mean it to, but sometimes it can be an inch deep. Mm. So it's a little bit like ah, this, like really bright light, but it's this like, yeah, you are equally bright, light, loving, happy smile on your face and you go deep in like 60 seconds flat. And that is something I really <laughs> love about you. Well, I'm thank like, you. Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of waste. Yeah, <laughs> that is very kind. I received that. Thank you so much. Yes. It's so mutual. Oh my gosh. So Russ and I, we had dinner with you yes. and your husband, with <laughs> for Bernie, hours. for hours. <laughs> and honestly, it, it came at such a sweet time that I, I don't even know if I told you this when we did that, but Russ and I both were like, we need someone in our lives that we can look up to that are steps mm. ahead of us, that love God, but also understand our life. And I don't know who initiated what, but next thing I know, we're having dinner with you and Bernie. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> oh, because, my gosh. because y'all have toured and yeah. you, you do, I mean, we're in different arenas, but it's yes. the same thing. And the grind can yes. be very similar of like kids on the road and family and marriage and how you yeah. make it all work. Yes. In the busyness of it all. And it was just such a gift. We sat wow. and talked forever and ever. And <laughs> I really want, so how long have you and Bernie been married? 22 years. So August will be 23 years. Oh, I can't see. I love it. that. I love having friends that have been married for like almost a quarter century. Yeah. Ooh, we just said that. I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. that's amazing. That about? is like gold. <laughs> like people are like, I don't want to be old, but like, I also want to be married for 80 years. And you're like, well, yes, you don't get both. I know. I know. I'm like, I want to be married for 80 years. I don't I care if know. I look like I'm 22. Exactly. I want to be married for and 80 you know, years. We both have such a beautiful legacy of that. My parents, let's see, they got married in 1957. So is that like 65 years they're at now? But, oh. And Bernie's parents are the same. They've been married just they just had their 60th anniversary so we feel like we're so grateful for that kind of legacy where we watched it wasn't perfect they had to choose that commitment through the years you know but we watched through the the good times but mostly through the hard and bad times them choose that commitment over and over again wow I'm grateful for that what did that look like did you see tangible examples of that or like how would you encourage a gal like me who's trying to be married for 65 years <laughs> like what were some of the things that you're like oh wow I took note that they did it that way. I think it's funny. One is that they always put their family first. And my dad wasn't a musician, a traveling musician for his job, but he traveled for his job. And so I watched where my mom didn't always go with him. Like, you know, my family goes with me a lot when I tour. But I watched my mom make sacrifice after sacrifice so that she could be there for us. My dad make sacrifices so he could make a living. But I watched both of them consistently choose their family. And I think that for me was just the thing I always remembered. Two things. They chose family and they chose church. And that, oh. like, putting us in church, keeping us involved in church, not allowing us to put other things. Like, you know, we were involved in sports or we were involved in music or whatever it was. But that kind of never putting those things in front where it's like, well, we can't really go to church anymore because we've got tournaments on the weekend. And we've, they made a priority of church. And I'm forever grateful for that. That, um, yeah, because those two things, family and church, kind of kept us together. If you listened to my episode with Alex Seeley, our pastor, yeah. you heard reference to Natalie multiple ah! times in our episode <laughs> about y'all having the same tattoos yes. at the same time, like yeah. they're bestie besties. So. I see you currently very yes. involved in church mm -hmm. and I am in awe of it because we do the same kind of thing yes. and you're up there leading worship all the time. I was like, man, they're really putting us to shame in this service game. <laughs> like how, no. so this, this is why like your family. Yes. Really? Wow. Well, and I would say, you know, you guys are still in that early stages of the career where you have to make decisions of we're going to take this tour. And what I've watched of you guys that I love so much is you choose family. So mm -hmm. even though, you know, he might be touring like crazy, you and your sweet son are going and you're a part of it and you're making it a family deal. And I think that those, you know, I've been doing this 20 
let's see, my first record came out in 1999. So that's when I started touring. So I've been touring for 23 years. Hero. So that the touring part of it isn't as crazy now because I'm more on the back side of it. But what's funny is I can tell you that the reason the belonging has, has become so meaningful to us is because we weren't going to church. Mm. <laughs> we weren't. Yeah. Okay. We, would like, we would show up. I love it. You're like, I'm just going to call like, myself out yeah, real I'm quick. Gonna let you know, like in the beginning <laughs> stages, um, we went to a church that was a half a mile down the street. We didn't even know that we really liked it. It was just close. And we felt like, well, when we're in town on a Sunday, we need to show up somewhere. Yeah. Because of our upbringing, we're like, oh, well, we better go, you yeah. know. Um, but we weren't involved. And then the touring got way crazier and Bernie, my husband, only toured with me the first couple of years and then he started writing and producing for other people and then, you know, we didn't have kids until seven years into our marriage and then the kids were coming and I guess what I'm saying is we would go to church, but we weren't serving. We weren't involved, but there was no shame in that. Yeah. There's seasons for all of that. Um, oh, that's a good word. There's just, there's just seasons for yeah. it. And I think that when you feel like a guilt to have to do something, that's religion. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. living under a rule instead of just realizing like, oh, there's different seasons for this. But what happened when the belonging came along in our lives, there were things that had fallen asleep in our life that we didn't realize had you know we just were going through the motions of okay we're doing this we're busy with our career we've got our kids and it wasn't like we were needing this come back to Jesus moment <laughs> we weren't like you know <laughs> you weren't off in the you weren't in the club getting yeah, tipsy over no, here no yeah. but but we had things that had fallen asleep like that hunger for God that, that metaphor that just you know that that thing that we'd been working for God for so long. Mm. We just forgot how to just be with God and the belonging helped to wake that back up in us. I think my kids, you know, the twins are now 15 and you'll find these seasons of your life where right now church is going to be on a bus somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. Be like, <laughs> we might get up to stream the nine yeah. or we might stream the four or, you know, whatever it is that works for your family. But there's going to come a point where your kids probably because there'll be another one at some point. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. You never know. But at some point you'll be like, oh wait, they want to be home and they're involved in other things and they're busy. And all of a sudden things will shift. Yeah. It's just got to ride the wave of whatever it is, the season that you're in. <laughs> that is a good word because we've had that. We've had seasons of over service actually. And mm -hmm. then that is where the belonging has been a healing yes. place. Yeah. And Russell's the sweet one. Russ is like, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on this. He was on parking team. <laughs> Can you imagine him out there? He was like waving the wands, like dancing, oh telling people where to park. Driving the golf cart. Now he plays guitar in the worship yes, band. Yes, he does. Um, I was on the prayer team that. at one point, but then I was, you know, it just, yes. now we have a child. And I'm yes. like, well, I don't think this person wants me holding my kid and praying for them right. at the same time. So yeah, we're navigating that. I feel like a release in this season. Yes. For that'll come the Lord's around. like, I, there's too much going on. Yeah. You got to prioritize. You got to prioritize. There's too much. You got to prioritize, guys. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what if you could use science to discover more about your body all year long? Well, you can. Give yourself more clarity and a better understanding of your health and wellness with Everly Well at-home lab tests. Everly Well at-home lab tests gives you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an affordable and transparent cost. With over 30 tests, you'll be able to choose the ones that make the most sense for you. Food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, and thyroid are just a few of the many options. 
Here's how it works. Everlywell ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything you need for a simple sample collection. Use the prepaid shipping label, mail your test back to a certified lab, and within days, your physician-reviewed results and insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help you guide your next steps. Over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell with their at-home lab testing. I personally took the food sensitivity test, which told me which foods I am sensitive to. Fortunately, all of mine were mild sensitivity, but I'm just so grateful to know what my body needs and what it doesn't. I loved the convenience of not having to go all the way to the doctor's office, but instead taking the test in the comfort of my own home in the midst of my busy schedule. I remember setting it in the mailbox as we got on the bus to hit the road, and by the time I came home, I had my results. It was crazy. So for Coffee with Kaylee listeners, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash cwk. That's everlywell.com slash cwk for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash cwk. Now back to Natalie. The story of your healing, which I want yes. you to tell all the details, <laughs> was that before you came to church with us or after? No, it was it in the was, midst of. It was in the midst of. <sighs> tell us everything. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing is, you know, we had been at a different church and there had been like a moral failure with the pastor and we were really kind of church broken, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Just a little bit like, wait. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Bernie and Bernie's a PK and you know, that's pastor's kid yeah. or something that doesn't know what that means. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, we're church kids from like decades, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but there was just some church hurt and we had heard about the belonging. I actually met Alex at Carrie Job's wedding um, in 2014 oh, because wow. I sang at her wedding and it was like I had met my long lost sister. It was this instant best friend moment. And then Bernie met Henry and we were like, oh my gosh, these two are basically the same person. <laughs> so it was just this instant connection and friendship. And then that made us go, well, we for sure can't go to the church because that would be weird. Because what if we don't like it? And then our friendship's going to be ruined. Or what if we think the church is off? And we're like, hey guys, can we still go to dinner? But yeah. your church is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, that's not that's real. Work. That's real. Right? So we're like, I just think it's best if we just don't. And then for a moment there, and you know, if you know Nashville, Nashville's an awesome and also interesting place, especially church. There's so many churches. Yeah. here and churches of the moment and the belonging I was like there's just why do I know at least 900 people that yeah. go there so this is not for me yeah so we decided to finally go and it was such a healing for our hearts I remember a songwriter incredible songwriter named Mia Fields and um, she had written a song called um, beautiful story mm-hmm. and we were sitting hearing this you write a beautiful story from you know all the while I keep saying that you're orchestrating everything for good and we were just bawling our eyes, like yeah blah bawling our eyes out and it was such a healing moment of just kind of understanding the presence of God in a fresh and a new way but I had no idea that was 2016 and I had no idea that in 2017 my life was going to kind of come to a screeching halt and it's funny because you can always look back and go but God knew God Mm -hmm. knew exactly what you were going to need and for me it wasn't just about what I was going to need but my kids were all of a sudden going to this church that has a slogan that says there is no junior Holy Spirit. So good. So my kids are learning about the power of prayer and the power of faith and the power of in the midst of what's really crappy. They don't say crappy, but I'm saying crappy. (laughs) In the midst of what's really crappy, we can still believe that he's working, orchestrating everything.
everything for good. So fast forward to 2017 and I started to notice that I was really hoarse when I was singing. Like I would lose my voice and go, this is weird. And they would scope it for, you know, nodules or, and they go, your vocal cords look totally clear. Like, but they could hear it. I'd say, but this is so strange. They said, well, you know, maybe it's just a little strained, but we couldn't figure it out. And I kept losing my voice. Finally, I went to just a physical and the doctor was feeling around in my throat. And she said, Hey, I think I feel something on your thyroid. And I was like, Oh, but I didn't even correlate that to my vocal cords. Sent me in for an ultrasound and they found what they believed to be a cancerous tumor on my thyroid. So when they took a closer look, they were like, no, this is definitely cancer. So they said, you're going to have to go in for surgery. And you know, when you hear that word cancer at that point, I didn't really know that there was good and bad cancer. (laughs) Cancer is scary and terrifying no matter what it is. But thyroid cancer is the kind I had was like, okay, we're going to go in and get it out. So you need to know you're going to survive the cancer, the cancer we're going to get out. The problem is your tumor is laying on your vocal nerve. And so you probably are never going to sing again. And if you sing again, you're never going to sing the same way. Like you won't have the same range. You're going to have to go through months and months of rehabilitation before you're even able to sing a song. And I'm just like, you know, when you are just hear something that's bad news, it, it becomes white noise. Like yeah, you, yeah. Your mind can't even process it. And that's really what happened. And I remember coming home and telling my, my kids, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. I've got cancer. They're going to go in and get it out. And that instant look of fear because they heard the word cancer. But all of a sudden I started to watch what being in the environment of our church did. Mm. They're the ones that said, well, we're not just going to ask God to heal you. We're actually going to thank him that he's going to heal you. And we're going to like declare that he is healing you right now, mom. And they like within 30 seconds, I'll never forget it because at that time, Sadie was six and the twins were 10 and we were sitting in the kitchen on the stools and it was like that look of fear. And then it just took about 30 30 seconds and they just started laying their hands on me and praying for me. And I thought, Lord, see, you knew in 2016, when we came to this place, kind of a little bit nervous, like, Oh, but when you're in the right environment, God wakes those things of the spirit back up in you. And that's what he was doing in me and doing in my kids. So (laughs) anyway, not anyway, (laughs) this is, we're just crying together, guys. You can't see, (laughs) but I just um, can't fathom like Remington walking up to me and be like, mom, I'm going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray for you to be healed. And I'm like, Like what a beautiful thing and like legacy that you've created generationally. Well, and that childlike faith, I think that reminder and all of us need that, whether you've been walking with God for a long time or whether you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know how to walk with God. Like, I think that what they did was such a picture of what we all need to do, which is Mm -hmm. a return to, I can't figure all this out. Like I'll never have all the answers, but Jesus says, come to me like a child with faith, like a child. And I think that kids just always take God at his word. They're like, well, you said it. So why wouldn't I believe it? And then as the older you get and life sucks and things happen and you just find it harder and harder to 
to believe and to take God at his word and like, well, I think he said, but I don't really know if he said that. Mm. And like, can I really believe that he really did that and said that? But kids believe it. That's made such a difference in my life is that return to childlike faith. So then fast forward, that was in August and then fast forward to October 10th, 2017 is when I had that surgery, but on October 8th, I remember I led worship and I, I thought this, oh gosh, sorry. Oh, no. Hey, tears are welcome. I here. remember thinking this is probably going to be the last time, you know, I might not be able to sing. And if I do, I'm probably not going to be able to do like a whole worship service. Like I just remember thinking this might be your last time. And I sang a song called you're not finished yet. The chorus says, I won't forget the things you've done for I know that this is just the beginning. You're not finished Mm -hmm. yet. Pastor Henry came out afterwards and he said, you know, I just, while you were singing that, I had such a clear vision that just like the surgeon has to use precision when he uses that scalpel to cut out that tumor, just like the surgeon uses precision with his scalpel, the great physician, Jesus is going to bring your voice back with a precision that you've never had before. It's actually not going to be the same. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be precise and it's going to cut through the darkness. And I just remember going, oh my gosh. And you had that feeling of that story in the New Testament where that man was sick and his friends put, he was on a mat and they couldn't get him to Jesus. So they cut a hole in the roof and they were carrying him to Jesus. I was like, my friends are carrying me to Jesus right now. (laughs) And anyway, fast forward, the surgery was a success by the grace of God. I went through some, about seven weeks of rehabilitation with who I call the vocal ninja. Her name is Mm -hmm. Diane Sheets here in Nashville. Incredible vocal coach. Anyway, so I'm like, wait, I think my voice, like it works, like it works. We were singing. I was like, wait, it it like, it like work works. So I had never told my band about that prophetic word from Pastor Henry. And the first rehearsal, we were going to go out on a Christmas tour. So mind you, this is seven weeks after surgery. And they said it would be at least seven months before I could sing a song. So this is seven weeks after surgery. And my band has no clue what Pastor Henry had said to me about that precision. And we're in this rehearsal hall. And I just remember them sitting down because I was just going to try out this this piano vocal to get like a vocal sound and for my engineer and I could see the look in my band's eyes they had this nervous like oh Jesus please let her voice work yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah. God, please, like this is please. they, they love you and their livelihood yes yes they're all looking at me like <laughs> yeah and I began to sing and they all are like weeping and my sound engineer who's been with me for you know 11 12 years he came to me with tears streaming down his face and he said I've been mixing your voice for over a decade and he said I don't know how to say this, but your voice has a precision. It's never had. He used the exact words. He said it cuts. It's like it's cutting like a knife. And I was just like, wait, (laughs) what? You're using words. And you know, ever since that time, I can say, you said I'm serving more in church, but I can say it's honestly because I feel like God shifted something in my life because there's a different assignment now, you know, and that's the thing I, I, I keep saying is the seasons thing, but it's the same for you guys. Our job is just to lean into what God is doing, find out where he's working and where he wants us to work and just follow him there. And for me, that was like, oh wait, he brought my voice back with a precision so I could cut through atmospheres in worship. I feel like that's just the new season that he's taken me into. That story. (laughs) 
will never not make me cry. It is so beautiful. And what's crazy that we weren't, cause we weren't friends when this was all happening. And, and when you first started coming to church and leading worship and you were around, we were not there in 2017. So we were, we were, were so gone. We were on radio tour, yes. tour, 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 yes. tour. We were never home. When I first saw you lead was probably 2018. And I remember, because if you've heard me talk about our church before, like, yes, you'll have Natalie Grant, Carrie Joe, like they'll lead worship. And I actually thoroughly enjoy that. Not because it's like a name thing, but because to me, you already do this professionally. And in Nashville, you can encounter people leading worship just in hopes of being discovered right. by someone in the audience. Like, I, like you true. can tell, this you can tell true. when they're like singing for them or when they're singing for Jesus, yes. you can tell. And so I've always enjoyed that. Like the motive is so pure for y'all because a, you get paid for this normally and you're not right. getting paid here. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, you're doing this to for serve free. Yeah. for free. Like it is, the motive is so pure, which is refreshing to me. But when you got up there, I kid you not, I turned to Russell when we left. And like that day we're driving home and I was like, Natalie has been through something and you can tell there is an authority to her voice and how she sings that she knows she's getting stuff done in the spirit. (laughs) And I was like, and you only know you're getting stuff done in the spirit. If you've got stuff done in the spirit, and I was like, holy smokes. Like, I mean, I left, I was like, wow, Russ will say, he's like, Cece Winans has the greatest voice on the planet. (laughs) She does. She's the goat. (laughs) And he goes. You know who's who's a close second, if not tied, in his opinion oh, and oh mine. Gosh. Natalie Grant. Oh, Natalie Grant. Well, that I'm, I can be done now. <laughs> I, I can. Retire. She is. She's the goat. The goat. The goat. I was like, I she need to have her goat. on here at some point. <laughs> you do. But that story. That story. Like when you were going through it, what were the things that like you were saying over and over when you would feel that anxiety creep in? Did you feel anxiety creep in? <laughs> like what? What did you do? Tactily, like, you know, I told you the story about my kids praying for me and having that faith. I didn't have that strong of faith. Yeah. They had it for me. Yeah. Um, when I was first told that, I think I went through a range of emotions. I was I was angry. I felt like, God, you gave this to me and I've given my whole life yeah. to give this back to you. Like I was offered a pop deal. I could have made a lot more money. I could have <laughs> given my life to something different, but I've given my life. I could have been Britney Spears, bro. Like, Come on. That's that mic. And all I have given my life to giving it back to you. That's what I felt like. And it's so funny how we view things like I've been working for you, God, for years. And it's like, I think that range of emotion of being just kind of upset, like, why would you allow it to be taken from me? So that was the first range of emotion. And then the fear of the livelihood being gone of like, gosh, this is my job. Like, what would I do? You know, what would I do if I didn't do this? And it's so funny. I've spent so many years trying to tell people that, you know, when we get on stage, it's this thing where we're just on, but that's not who we really are. Like a singing is not who I am. It's just mm-hmm. what I do. Cause that sounded good until, <laughs> until somebody tells you that they're taking it from, you know, it could be gone. And I was like, I was lying. <laughs> it's Never totally mind. Who I am. It's, who it's I me. Am. It's me. It's, it's totally who I am. <laughs> and I think that like realization of you actually have to discover who you actually are because 
it shouldn't be who you are. It should just be who you do. It's an extension of who you are, yeah. but it can't fully be who you are. And I think that discovery of, okay, I've got to discover who I am if I couldn't do this anymore. But I think the most beautiful thing that it did in me, I remember the night before my surgery, I wrote down in my journal, my outcome does not determine his goodness. And that for me was the the biggest, I think the healing and everything that that was the gift of God. I don't want to say that that was the miracle because it was a miracle, but it was just his kindness. Having my voice or not having my voice wasn't a life or death matter. And so the Lord preserved it out of his kindness and allowed me to keep doing what I love. I think the miracle in my life, knowing myself, (laughs) was getting to the place where I could say, Mm. if I wake up after the surgery and my voice doesn't work, God is still good. Yeah. He's still good and he's still faithful and he's still kind and his faithfulness is still going to endure to the generation of my children and to my children's children and just kind of coming to that place where I could say that not just by faith, but actually with sincerity, yeah. like God is good, regardless of whether he answers my prayer the way I want him to, he's still good. And I think that was a miracle to get to that place yes. in my own heart and mind. It's so similar to like, not quite, but. It's like Abraham and Isaac, like you walked up that mountain, yes, (laughs) prepared to sacrifice the thing you loved, not the most. I mean, obviously you love burning your own kids, but you (laughs) know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I mean, walking up the hill with your idol being like, I'm prepared. Exactly. I am prepared to to sacrifice this. Yes. Russ and I had a conversation about this recently. I was like, so often I feel like God does things just for us. Yes. Like he knew Abraham would be willing to sacrifice Isaac. He knew that. He knows everything. So why did he still have to do it? Because Abraham needed to know that he was going to be willing to sacrifice his son. I was like, God knows all that. Yes. He knows how you're going to handle each situation. So he, he could just make you not go through it. For his benefit. (laughs) But he puts you through it. Yes. He knows how he's going to handle it. He knows the outcome. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to have you walk up this mountain. Yes. And lay this down. Okay. And then I'm going to provide a ram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lick in the thicket. Yes. You yes. know. But you're not going to know I'm going to provide no. that until you're willing yeah. to do it. If you would have asked me when I first got that diagnosis, if I would have been at the place I was when I was going in for surgery, there's no way. I, I mean, I was white knuckled holding on to yeah. like, no, you can't take my voice from me. But it's funny because a lot of times people will talk about you actually mentioned it a little bit ago about authority and in church world and Christian circles. We talk a lot about the anointing, right? Like, mm. oh, that person's anointed. I used to say that about Whitney. Like mm. Whitney, I just read this quote recently where if it's beautiful, it's from God. Like it doesn't have to be saying God and it doesn't have to be worship. Everything that's beautiful mm. is from God. So somebody, when Russ is singing and singing those songs yeah. and that's from God, it doesn't have to be a worship right, song. Right. For it to be from God, yeah. it's still from God because it's beautiful yeah. and it's creativity and it's those things that God puts in us. So I used to say, man, when, when Whitney sings, there's an anointing on her voice. Yes. Even if she doesn't realize it, she's anointed because anointing is nothing that we do nothing for the anointing. It's something God gives. 
but the anointing leads to authority and that authority is that next level where the anointing God gives you the authority you step into and you make that decision of okay I'm going to understand and steward this anointing because I did nothing for it but the authority I have to step into and I think that for me was where the shift came of going okay I've maybe had this anointing on my voice for these years but this next season of my life is my authority season mm. I mean <laughs> I felt walk it, in it. <laughs> I, I saw it I'm here to confirm that word from the Lord for you because apart from each other I knew it I was like oh my like, word I was like, yeah. when I walk in here leading worship I'm like let's go <laughs> Let's go. And I always tell myself in the morning, like, when I'm, okay, now that today I'm not going to get, don't get all revved up now, Lee. Just relax into the song. And then I can't help myself. I'll be like, what? She wears sneakers up there, guys. She can't wear gotta, any kind of boot. I can't. I, can't. I, no, I know. There's going to be no cute shoes. I have to run. <laughs> um, but I think that's because I feel like I'm always going to battle. It's funny. This year I, I turned 50. Yes. <laughs> the most beautiful 50 on the oh planet. Oh my gosh. No, I turned 50. And it's so funny too, because I even remember when I turned 40, I was like, man, we're taught in culture that like growing old is this terrible thing. I turned 40 and I was like, this is the greatest yes. decade. And the forties were my favorite decade of life so far because you just felt more comfortable in your own skin yeah. and you had less to prove. And there was just a settling that happened, but I turned 50 and I was like, okay, there might've been some settling that happened in my forties, but now I just don't even give a damn. Sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to swear. <laughs> Please keep that in there. We will label this episode as explicit. Yes. I cannot wait to have an episode with Natalie Grant labeled as explicit. Yes. <laughs> but you just hit that age where you're like, I mean, that's the I've quintessential got, yeah, explanation like, of like, you not giving a damn. Because I, just don't, I just don't give a damn anymore where you're like, I've got some things to do in the spirit and God's called me to do some things and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to try to fit into a mold that society tells me I have to fit in or live by an expiration date that society tries to put on you. It's like I hit 50 and the Lord, as sure as I'm sitting here, I'd never heard him speak audibly in my life. But that morning, my birthday, my kids were making me breakfast and I was sitting on the edge of my bed. And I am telling you, Jesus was sitting right next to me. He said, formidable. That is your word for this next decade. Mm. Formidable that you will be ready in season and out that you you're going into battle. Like you knew where your sneakers or your combat boots that you're going to war for your kids. You're going to war for your community. You're going to war at church. You're going to war for things in the spirit. And I just thought, oh yeah, 50s. Now I'm ready to fight all this. You know, people think that you get tired. It's like you, you start going through these stages of life where it's like you slow down and they get a little slower and they get a little slower. And I'm like, no, I actually feel revved up. Yes. I feel revved up for this next season of life because I feel like I went through all of those years leading to this moment so that I could be battle ready, you know? Oh my word. That gets me <laughs> fired up. I'm like, I just hope that those listening in, cause I felt that way when I turned 30, I was yeah. like, I am so excited. <laughs> I same thing. Like yes. my give a damn is busted yes. <laughs> and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yes, and th- exactly. don't get me wrong. There are moments where someone on social media will get mad of at course. you about something. And you're like, Oh, oh well, yeah, like, maybe I should <laughs> You know, like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe expectation or disappoint them in some way. Yeah. And that's still hard for me. So don't hear me say what I'm not saying, (laughs) but, but I was like, you know what? I'm unapologetically, I'm going to have a podcast on culture and society. And we're going to basically exclusively talk about Jesus. (laughs) 
you know, I like, love you for that. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm just yeah. going to do what I'm going to do. And I, it. my hope, if you're listening to this and you're in your teens or twenties, the sooner you can get yes. to that, that's when your life begins. Yes. And the minute that you're like, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to be? And then you can tune out the rest your life that's when your life begins yes and that you know we're living in a moment where there's no such thing as absolute truth right so even like i think about a generation that you know if you're in your teens i think about my own daughters that are 15 and 11 but they're growing up in a culture that's encouraging them with your truth Mm -hmm. like what you speak your truth and whatever your truth is and whatever whoever you are you know there's parts of all of that that are actually true there's parts of all the messages that you're being fed that are true they're just not through the right telescope you got to look at that through the lens of the word of god because it is you want to be exactly who god has created you to be you want to be exactly what it is that he's equipped you to do and you don't need to like live under this pressure of what society is telling you or what instagram is feeding you or what anything in the moment is feeding you which is hard for any of us Mm. but when you can kind of get a hold of, okay, who does God say that I am? And if I choose to believe that I am who God says that I am, even when I don't feel it, because your feelings will lie to you every day. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, are not if my truth is based on things I feel like, I was like, I am a wreck. I am on the regular. Yeah. There's no, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do not let me be your North star, your no, compass. I am not worth no, following. No, exactly. <laughs> because I will take you up and down yeah. and sideways. Yeah. But when you can go, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a decision to just take God at his word. And most days I'm not even going to believe it. Anybody that tries to tell you, I know by faith that the word of God is true, not because I feel it every day because Mm -hmm. I don't feel it every day. I don't feel that who he says I am is true every day. But when I make that decision to believe it, to speak it over my life, to speak it over my kids' lives, then all of a sudden there's a shift that happens that, oh, I might not always feel it in the moment, but by faith, I'm choosing to believe it. And then a victory comes in knowing that I am who God says that I am. Even when I don't feel it, I choose to believe it anyway. And there's incredible strength that comes from that. Yes. And amen. Natalie Amen. Yes, and amen. All right, let's talk about the key to consistently good hair days, and that is using ingredients that benefit your personal hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your current hair and hair goals. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are, with over 54 trillion possible formulations they are all vegan and cruelty free never using sulfates or parabens and you can go completely silicone free if you would like here's how it works first take a quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen volumize oil control whatever you're looking for then choose your color and fragrance or go dye and fragrance free then you get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead i am obsessed with this and i've been telling all of my friends about it. I love using Function of Beauty because it feels like I'm making perfect hair care cocktail for my hair. Like I use the wavy formula and add lengthen, strengthen, color protection, and I can tell that my hair is loving it. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash CWK to take your hair goal quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. So go to functionofbeauty.com slash CWK to let them know you heard about it from our show and 
and get 25% off of your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash CWK to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Now back to Natalie. I'm like pointing people to Jesus because I know I am not worth following. Yes. I don't have enough for me. No. I don't have enough of me for me. (laughs) So I don't have enough of me for someone else. Yes. You know, and, and like, I couldn't even keep it up. No. Like if you might sound clever in the moment, like that's, I, I've learned that too. It's funny being in different, um, platforms, you know, and I think about the world that you guys are in and, and, and what you're even doing with this is you're getting to share your faith in a whole more bold and blunt way. But when you're in Christian culture, yeah. it's a very, it's a very interesting world yes. because yeah. you actually learn all the right things to say. Mm-hmm. You just learn like, okay, it's like a learned behavior. And then all of a sudden you get to the end of it and you're like, wait, what part of this is actually real? And what part of this mm-hmm. was put on and what yeah. part of, and it can really mess people. That's why people yeah. in the church world get so messed up Yes, yes. because it's like, wait, I learned how to pretend all of this stuff that I wasn't actually really even believing for myself. I was writing these songs with all these truths for all these other people. And I was like, wait, I'm not even believing half this crap. I'm trying to celebrate. I'm not even even living the same truth that I think that I'm trying to tell other people. And that's the beauty of the Lord, though. He's so gracious and he's so patient with us that he like takes us on that journey of I'm going to continue to show you who I am. We might feel like we run far from God, but he never runs far from us. It's just in our own minds that we think we're far from God. It's impossible to be far from God. Mm. His presence is with us at all times. So we might think that we're running, but he's in step with us. We just don't recognize it. He's always in step with us. He's always with us. He never leaves. And that patience of him, you know, staying with us through all of our different seasons is just a constant reminder of what a loving, gracious God that he is. It's like the same thing as God using you when you didn't even fully believe what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, scripture is just full of people mm-hmm. who God used that their motives may not have been pure. Right. But that scenario, like, like Rahab, we yes. have a prostitute yes. saving all of the yes. people. <laughs> were her motives pure in like her job right. overall? Nope. nope. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> no, but he used an impure person. Yes. To save people and rescue people. Yes. And, even if you weren't in the right place, I guarantee those songs wrecked and changed people's lives. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, he's just so gracious. He's yeah. like, I'm still going to give you this. Yeah. I'm still going to anoint you with these words because someone else needs them. Yeah. It's almost like he bypasses the totally. system. He's like, <laughs> exactly. all right, I'm just going to use you because I know I can. And I'm going to go over yes. here. I know you'll circle yes. back here and you'll. It's like <laughs> the master chess game. Can yes. you imagine? <laughs> like, I mean, he's infinite and wonderful and. I'm like, what if the universe is just like, I just saw like the universe in my mind. I was like, what if that is like a x-ray of his brain? You know, like what <laughs> wow, if that's what we're seeing? Yes. You know what I mean? And I was been hanging out with my dad too much. He's a doctor <laughs> like, and I just beautiful. saw x-rays, but it, like they just kind of like, they just crisscrossed yes. in my mind. I was like, what if that's what if? Because the mastermind, the mastermind to love people, pursue people, take care yes. of his people, no matter yes. what. Yes. Yes. Every detail of your life, my life, everyone's life listening. Like, oh, okay. Well, I, as we close out, well, first of all, I always forget to ask, and this is going to be a good, I love when someone has an interesting answer. I ask everybody, how do you take your coffee? 
Oh, well, currently I'm two months clean from coffee. <laughs> My coffee junkie over here is sober. I, yes, I've been such a coffee addict for more decades than I should admit, but I started to notice just like a little like acidity thing happening. I was like, well, I wonder if it's coffee. And I'd like to say that it hasn't really gotten any better. So I'm going to go back to coffee. Wait, seriously? <laughs> I was hoping that's yeah, the case for like, you. I was like, this has to be destroying yeah, my gut. No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back, but I'm going to try like only like a cup maybe every other day. So I just don't want an addiction. I think yeah. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. I will tell you that the first week I thought I would die. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, I'm going to die. I cannot do this. Bury me in the backyard. I was like, I would yell at my children. I'd be like, don't, you can't see me like this. <laughs> decaf my my folks here they know this see it's uh crema has good decaf okay you have to get good decaf bernie loves crema beans yeah so So crema decaf it's life-changing it tastes exactly the same and there's a hint of caffeine there's a hint of it yeah that you're like oh what i miss is that like when i take the kids on the school run in the morning or you know just when you first wake up that just there's something that's connected to the emotion of holding Mm. Uh, and i like it warm yeah i've never been an iced coffee drinker so i love that cup of coffee where just like the little aroma is coming up into your nose. (laughs) So when I'm drinking coffee, I am a, I don't put um, sweetener in it, but I use heavy cream. Oh, but not even half and half. Well, heavy cream, you need less of it. I know. And it's, it might be the life hack. It's perfection. (laughs) It's perfection. (laughs) If you've never tried heavy cream in your coffee. How much do you put? Like a tablespoon? Do you Yeah, probably like a tablespoon. Yeah. Just a little. That's not that bad for you. you Yeah, I know you can't see me, but (laughs) a little little quick, quick pour and then I'm done. (laughs) Well, okay. And as we go, I don't always ask this, but I think I would love for you to pray for my people. Oh my gosh. I would love to. And as you were talking about authority, you can even break this down before you pray. How would you say to someone who doesn't understand that they're like, well, I believe in Jesus, but I have a lot of friends when they pray, they're like, God, can you, God, can you do this? God, please do this. You know, there's a, there's a shift when you understand that Jesus says, I give you all authority on heaven and earth. Yes. And there's a shift in your prayer life when you yeah. believe that. So if you want to speak to that and then yes. pray for our people. I would love to. To have some authority in their lives. I would lives. love to. Oh, I would oh love my it. gosh. So I'm excited to receive I, this I, myself <laughs> also, by the way. <laughs> I think the first thing that really shifted for me in my prayer life was one, learning how to pray scripture. And, yes. you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that you should never have desperate prayers. I mean, my goodness, we all face really desperate situations where we find ourselves crying out to God, like, you know, even people that don't don't even fully buy in to mm. Christianity. They pray when they're in a desperate situation, just yeah. in case it's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Just in case God, yeah, please, please help me. You know? yeah. But I think when you kind of go, Hey, I, I want to shift the way that I pray. Cause I want to feel like I have more power and how I pray and more authority in my life. And I think that for us to get to a place where we don't, we realize we don't have to beg God. Like if you can actually begin to understand that everything that you need him to do, he's actually already done for you. Um, and when you can get to that place of like, okay, I'm not talking about the job you're looking for. Or I'm talking about my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. So it might be a specific job or a specific career path or a specific, you're looking for a spouse or, you know, you need healing from, I'm talking about like when you can begin to go, okay, how, what does scripture say? And when you go to scripture, begin to write out your scriptures or go to the word and begin 
begin to pray it out loud. And for me, when I'm really anxious and I'm kind of upside down, um, I always say when we have an emergency, we call 911. And so for me, when I'm having an emergency, I call up Psalm 91. One nine one one, and I start at Psalm ninety one, and I read that whole scripture, and I put my name in it. So when you're reading, go when Natalie dwells in the secret place of the Most High, Natalie will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Natalie says of her God that He is my strong tower, my refuge, my God in whom I trust. And I think that when you start to state your name in the scripture, there's just I don't know. These things might feel really silly at first, but begin to pray scripture out loud. There's something powerful that happens when we not just read the word, but when we speak it out, we then hear it ourselves, but the enemy hears it too. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is silenced by the word of God. So when you feel really upside down, really anxious, and you're looking for authority in your life, there's no greater authority than the word of God. I find when I kind of don't know where to start start there because you didn't write it. So you don't even need to come. And I think praying can be really intimidating to some people because Mm -hmm. they feel like they have to be an expert at it, or they heard their preacher do it growing up or their grandfather do it. And they're like, like, I just, I don't pray like that. I feel dumb when I pray. Well, then read the word of God and use it as a prayer and just start praying out the truths of who God says you are, that you are more than a conqueror, that um, his peace he gives you, that he's overcome the world. Like just begin to pray those scriptures over your own life. I remember a time when I was in college, this is going to sound maybe ridiculous to some of you, but I didn't know what else to do. I had an eating disorder and I was upside down and I felt like I was at the end of my rope and I would sleep in my college dorm with a Bible at Psalm 91 open on my chest because yeah. I was like, I just need it to get into my heart. And I know wow. it's not transferring off of the page into my heart, but it was giving me peace mm. knowing that it was my anchor. I just always say, start with the word yes. of God. because you can't go wrong when you're praying the word and then you'll begin to learn and understand exactly the authority that you have because God's word tells you the authority that you have. Lord, we just, we come to you and we recognize first what a privilege it is that you actually want to hear from us, that you want us to talk to you, that you want to be our friend. God, you are holy and you are righteous and you are on the throne, but you also call us your friends. And so, Lord, I just pray today for everybody that's listening, that first of all, that they would recognize that they are a friend of God that they can know you. And if they don't know you, Jesus, that they would understand what it means to um, ask for you to be their savior, to walk with them through their life. And so that they can also be called your friend. God, you love us with a love that never ends. And we're just so grateful to be your friend. God, I pray today that everybody listening would begin to understand the authority that they have given to them as sons and daughters Mm. of God, that you have said that we would do greater things than even you did, that we've been given all authority, that as we pray, God, that we are actually praying your will when we begin to declare things in the spirit. So today, if there's someone listening that feels like they've been begging you for direction, I just pray that you would help them to understand that when they come to you in prayer today, that they would begin to say, I declare by the name of 
of Jesus Christ that this will be so, that they would pray according to your will, according to your word, but that they would speak it with authority. And I just pray that you would also help us to begin to thank you for whatever it is that we need you to do, that it wouldn't be coming from a place of begging, but it would come from a place of understanding that you give good gifts to your children and that we would begin to thank you for whatever it is that we need. Just begin to thank God, begin to thank him for what it is that he is already doing on your behalf. God, thank you that you give us authority, that you give us the ability to be able to speak out things and see them come to be because of who you are, not because of who we are, but because of who you are in and through us. You are a good God. Even when life seems really bad, you are good and our outcome does not determine your goodness. Give us that perspective, God, that whatever it is that we feel like we're needing in the moment, that really what we're needing is you, that you are the answer to every single need and problem we could ever have, and that you are always good, even when life doesn't feel like it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes. Lord, Natalie Grant, everybody. <laughs> Natalie I love you, Fred. I I'm love so honored you. you had me. Are you kidding? Thank, Thank you for you. being here. I'm so oh honored to have you. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. You, you have a wisdom that is beyond your years. Mm-hmm. You, in the, just a little bit that I know of you, the depth, I feel like the spiritual understanding and the depth that is in you is way beyond your years. And the fact that you're choosing, there's not a religious spirit about you, Kaylee. There's no, there's no religion. You can tell that what you have is real and it's attractive. You attract people. So when you use your platform in this way to tell people about who Jesus is, to not tell people about a religion or tell people about a life or a rules, Mm. but to actually let them see Jesus in you, the Jesus in you is incredibly attractive. Oh, it's well, very attractive and it's it's going to go far and wide. So thank you for using your platform in that way. Thank it's you. really beautiful. For just <laughs> going ahead and just prophesying over me <laughs> this morning. Oh, man. I'm like, we're going to need Natalie Grant on a rotation around this place. <laughs> I'd love to come back. I love you. We got to do our double date again. Yes, we do. Much come on, needed. Come on. Bernie just said that today. Yes. It's like, we haven't gone to dinner again. We need to. I know it. So we do. Oh, I love you. Thank you for I being you. here. <laughs> oh, you're an angel. Is she not just one of the most wonderful people you've ever met? I'm so thankful to have her in our lives. And next week, we have one of our very best friends in the world on the podcast, Mr. Ben Pospisil. He was in town this last week, and I asked him to stay an extra day to tell us his story. It's a story of redemption that I'd be willing to bet is unlike most that you've ever heard firsthand. So we're so thankful we get to do life together and call him one of our best friends. So come back next week and have coffee with me and Ben.